Oh, oh, hey, we're on. We're supposed to. Hello, my friends, is Andy Falco Jimenez with my lovely wife, Hedia Maramati. <laughs> Jimenez. For the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com, our online portal to a deeper relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Our goal is to spread the gospel to every corner of the earth. And whatever role we're going to play in that, we are happy to play. So uh, I hope you peruse the content, find something of interest, uh, whether it's worship bands or new pastors you haven't heard of, or a blog post or an article, or even a past broadcast of ours. Uh, we love to hear from you. Drop us a line, send us a comment, ask for a prayer, give us a prayer. We love those too. Uh, and if you care to partner with us, you can just click the donate now button. Also for um, the, uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or on the podcast, please like, share, subscribe so that um, others can hear as well. Yes. To the extent. Yeah. Or you're watching on Twitch or Twitter. Or Twitch. Or Rumble. Rumble. We have, we have people that watch on Rumble. Oh, do we? Yeah. Nice. On occasion. Um, all right. We're reading from Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon. And... I didn't go back, so I was all prepared to start right off the bat, but I can't because I didn't do that. That's okay. We're a little dis. Yeah, uh, you don't uh, have to tell anybody. Uh, they would it, never know. <laughs> your little couple of finger strokes. I know you always like to be very honest about that. Yeah, well. Uh, and I don't think you need to tell them it's the pen of Joe Charles Spurgeon. What? Well, you know, I don't want them to think it's from me. Uh, I know that I tell them this morning by morning by Charles Spurgeon. Yeah. And the reference, but then. It said those are the words that are there. Yeah. Okay. So I, I like to read the words. I like to stay true to the text. Okay. I get you. The reference is John 10, 28 that says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. So you don't want people to think that you can write as crafty as Spurgeon? I don't know that he writes that crafty. <laughs> He, he, he uses words in places that big, it, it, big words. it really throws me off. <laughs> His punctuation's a little odd, too. Yeah. From the pen of Charles Spurgeon. <laughs> so nobody thinks it's from me. A Christian should never think or speak with doubts and unbelief. For a child of God to mistrust God's love, truth, or faithfulness must be greatly displeasing to him. How can we grieve him by doubting his sustaining grace? Christian, it is contrary to every promise of God's precious word that he would ever forget you or let you perish. Otherwise, how could he be true to this promise? Can another, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. What value would there be in this promise? Though the mountains 
be shaken and the hills be removed. Yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. And what, and what truth would there be in these words of Christ? I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one, no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. And, that about, and what about the doctrines of grace? They would all be disproved if even one child of God should perish. What about God's truthfulness, his faithfulness, his honor, his power, his grace, his covenant, his oath? If anyone for whom Christ died and who has put it, put his trust in him should nevertheless be cast away from him. Banish any unbelieving fears, for they bring great dishonor to God. Get up and shake off the dust from yourself and put on your beautiful garments of salvation. Remember, it is sinful to doubt his word in which he has promised you will never perish. May the eternal life within you express itself in confident rejoicing. The gospel bears my spirit up. A faithful and unchanging God lays the foundation for my hope in oaths and promises and blood. Wow. So... So I, I just, I just, I'm, I'm reminded about that time that I first realized that once you are born again, so that the day that I repented, asked for forgiveness, and then again, later on, Jesus appeared to me was the moment that my eternity began. Yes. That was an awesome news that I heard from Pastor Jack when he said that. Isn't it? I, I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't think my eternity started until I died. Right. It's pretty cool. I'm already in it. Uh, in it to win it. The only thing that's going to change is that I'm going to be a lot holier. You're and I'll get be a glorified body. And I'll have some crowns and I'll be able to judge some angels and there'd be some other cool stuff that I can't do now. But for the most part, this is it. I'm, 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 I'm on my path to eternity. Yes. As long as I don't mess it up. Well, see, and I think that's his point here mm. is we have to read the fine print. I'm thinking about how people get mad at God. You know, spouses die, children die, people get sick. Like, oh, God, why did you disappoint me? You know, or why did you forsake me? And if you read this carefully, he says he will not let you perish, die. Mm. So, you know, the things you think are making you die, uh, like make you feel emotionally like you're dying, are not really dying. And that to really trust God means that we've got to take that poison pill of whatever it is that comes in life and realize that I know God, you have not forsaken me and you will not let me perish. Um, but the road traveled isn't easy. Mm. Right. It's, yep. I, I think about this a lot because some of the things um, that I listen to from people, especially those that have um, church hurt or other reasons why they don't want to be part of, uh, you know, walking with Christ, their, their reasons are always very worldly. Um, And so I'm always like, what does that have to do with Jesus? Like you've described to me an abusive parent, which is terrible. You've uh, described an abusive church, which is terrible. 
But what does that have to do with Jesus? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where so many people get stuck is they take everything else around them that's right. happening as Jesus. And it's not. That's not his promises. Those aren't the things he did. That's not the things that he promised to, to you. Um, and even when they get disappointed in the facts of their life and they want to blame Jesus, but he's like, I didn't promise you that this is easy. I never did. Mm-hmm. I promised that I loved you. I promised I would save you. I promised nobody would take you from my hand, but I didn't promise you it was going to be easy. I, I, I thought that that's what, in some ways, I thought life would be easier Yeah. if I just went to church on Sunday. A jackpot Jesus. <laughs> so many people, all you... A lot of you white people think that way. I don't know. <laughs> oh, why is that to be about race? Well, because it's you people. I mean, that is like you guys that are born Christians. Right. You know, this is your religion. And you're just kind of like, you take so much of this as cultural. <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah, this is what we do. We go to church. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I did. I, I, I just felt that, hey, I keep praying. And, you know, these things are supposed to stop. Uh, bad things shouldn't happen to me anymore now that I'm going to church. Yeah, it's so weird. I the the marriage should from. succeed just because I'm going to church. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know either. Charity gospel. It's it's embedded in, uh, but you know what? It's endemic in the American church because that's what's also led to the malaise and why people are apathetic to politics and all of the um the lack of involvement and passion and courage that we see today is the result, I think, of that mm. prosperity gospel and that kind of uh, everything relies on grace. We don't have to worry about our actions. You know, we, we're saved. We're, we're covered. Yep. Um, it's led to a very weird distortion of the gospel, I think. Back to the person you described who has church hurt or, you know, mostly church hurt that and and their parents like they have horrible christian parents and they're like i don't want nothing i don't want anything to do with the church the interesting thing that happens and this happened on one of the people that follows me on my social media that just really uh, i'm guessing just hates me but uh but But follows you on social yeah but so yeah (laughs) yeah, everything i say but um is that once they hate jesus then they, uh, of course, then what follows is they hate the church, but then they hate anybody who's Christian. Yeah. They, it seems- they can't just leave it. At, like, well, you can you hate Jesus, but what do you hate me? What did I have to do with this? Uh, well, usually but, I see the reverse, but uh, hmm. I, can, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Most people hate the people first, then they hate Jesus oh. because of the people. <laughs> but you're talking about hating Jesus and then they hate the people. Oh, the church and that I'm a hypocrite and all this kind of stuff. And then I say, God loves you. And yeah, you use stupid arguments and then you're an MFer and an a-hole. I go, I just said that I loved you. You go, yeah, but you're hater. You'll hate, you're hateful. But I just said I love you. <laughs> well, so you there's this anger. But the, this anger just is, is so deep. Yes. Uh, into that, that church hurt that. Um, it affects everything. So you think that person, it's it, the root of its church hurt? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Based on everything that she said. She talks a lot about um, sexual assaults in churches. Uh, a lot. Such a that's, shame. that's the main thing she talks about. She, they, they, she gives all these percentages, which I don't necessarily believe that they're true. Right. Um, but you know how they do that. They, oh, just throw yeah. out, they just throw out these 
90 percent of the people that attend church are child molesters. Okay, <laughs> what, what, show me where that show me where that came right? from. So that's actually like one of the things that she says. Like it's it's a pretty interesting. Like, okay, where's that study? That's uh, first. We haven't said hi to Carrie. Hi. And Cindy. Hi, Cindy. I want to say Cindy because of the Y. You're always looking for weird things to say about Cindy's name. <laughs> Get over it. Why do, you, why do you suppose her parents use the Y instead of an I? I it's, is it, it supposed to be an I? It's popular for really? parents to try to, yes. It's like my daughter, Courtney. Her name actually is C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, uh, uh, but she spells it K-O-R-T-N-I-I. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. Yes. <laughs> like, what? Why do you do that? That's not how I wrote it's it. It can be kind of cool. So, Cindy, is that how your mom and dad spelt it on the birth certificate, or you just changed it with the Y just so you? Oh, can maybe it's her stage name. Stand up. Snugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No, you took that as you took that a completely different way. I meant I meant past their stage name, Cindy. Don't listen to Andy. <laughs> Hello, terrible. Spirit Wind. Nice to see you, Spirit Hi, Wind Spirit. View. Now let's see. She's spelt. She spelt those words correctly. She's not View? trying to stand out. View. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Hey, Jen. Nice to see you. I like Spirit Wind View. That's pretty cool. Hey, Jen. Nice to see you. Um, have you? Is there? I guess there would be. Is there church hurt in the Muslim faith? Do you see that happening? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> A lot. Oh really? Is it the same? Well, in in Pakistan and mm. in the Arab world, um, imams, especially, they would send boys away to Islamic school to boarding schools, and they would often get molested. Oh. Uh, and uh, for the girls, they were often, unfortunately, molested by family members, which they would attribute to Islam. Yeah. Uh, and so, a lot of the aversion to practicing Islam comes from those. Mm. So it's there's a story behind her name and it's not a stage name <laughs> thank you cindy that was cindy just wrote um yeah that is um just really stinks the the we're, we talked just a slight bit about this but i have this issue with with um injuring child you know child crimes child right. you know it just really bothers me but um same thing in the uh and in, in, i mean in some cultures it just seems to be so oh. prevalent and that's all i'm just going to leave it there well it there. and i think what always disturbed me about that about islam is i think it was it was also prevalent because it's a repressive it's a repressive religion mm -hmm. so because sexuality um is so repressed and so um, stigmatized in society, it leads to this aberrant behavior. I think when anytime you try to do something by force um, and excessive force, you create the opposite reaction in people. Mm. It creates this kind of like pressure keg. Right. But there's a cultural thing, it seems to be, with some of these. But that's what I'm saying. That's where it originates. Yeah. So like, you know, if you, if you ask... Um, a good friend of mine explained this to me once because I was very disgusted by the whole thing about, especially of Arab men and and mm. little boys, basically. Yep. 
Uh, and he says that that's how it originated, is that they weren't allowed to date. They weren't allowed to have women. And so they would go traveling altogether with just men. And so eventually it led to homosexuality. And so in order not to be uh, unfortunately victimized, either one of them, they would bring little kids and victimize them instead. You know, there's this yeah. like weird, warped, horrible rationale that stems from the oppression. Mm. The unnatural oppression of, unnatural oppression. of ma yep. male and female relationships. And, and I really hate to bring this up, but I'm going to. But uh, with the Catholic faith, I mean, that seems to be that Same one of those thing. issues where they talk about that, you know, maybe we should let these men marry. Marry, exactly. <laughs> and uh, because it really does seem to be a problem. Similar. Yep. Absolutely. So sad. Um, let's hear what Jim has to say. Let's get back on the devotional. <laughs> We took a dark turn. And here what Jim has to say. <laughs> what sets Christianity apart from the religions of the world is that it's based solely on belief or faith as opposed to works. Every other faith is works-based. Teaching man can stand righteous before God only if he does good works that outweigh his bad. Let's consider together what Abraham, our father, discovered in this matter. It is, in fact, Abraham was justified by works. He has something to boast about but not before God. So what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was faith. It was credited to him as righteousness. And that's from Romans mm -hmm. four, one through three. Jesus said, he who believes has everlasting life. And later John tells us, who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. Anyone who believes in the son of God has the testimony of God in his heart. Anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because he has not believed the testimony God has given about his son. And that's from 1 John 5, 5 and 10. Lord, thank you for the gift of eternal life and a faith that overcomes. Yeah, I have to go back to what I said yesterday that there was clearly a, um, a difference in how I believed prior in my time as a Christian in name only mm -hmm. as opposed to when I truly was born again. Right. That, that, that it, it's a, it's a faith that isn't um, uh, something I have to work on. It, it's, it's just a truth faith that I just have faith. Yeah. Like before I'd have to go. Yeah. I, I believe talk yourself into it. Yeah. Yeah. I believe, you know, yeah, Did all this, this happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I believe today, right? It was it was it was kind of wishy washy, but when you know this 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 true belief, this true uh, understanding that God exists and that the Holy Spirit dwells inside me, and that the understanding that He He died for our sins and rose again three days later, that it's just there's no doubt in my mind, and it's not something I have to work at as far as thinking. Um, and that's beautiful. It it's um, you feel you don't have to work at it, but yeah. do you feel you have eternal security no matter what? So when you read this scripture, you read this devotional, and no one can snatch you out of his hand, yeah. uh, sealed into the day of redemption. Do you believe you have eternal security no matter what? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean that, that goes back to the very first thing I said is that I when I realize that now that I'm born again, my eternity has started already. So I, I believe that. Right, so you don't believe you can get kicked out of it, in other words? No. Okay. I mean, I, some I, people I, think that. 
No. That's what the whole concept of eternal security is, is that that you can lose it. You yeah. know, back to my whole predestination yeah. Calvinist thing. <laughs> it's always in the back of my mind. <laughs> Especially when you read these, uh, what he says here in the beginning where um, it's contrary to every promise of God that he would ever forget you or let you perish. Um, and there is the doctrines of grace. So it's his truth. It's God's truthfulness, his faithfulness, his honor, his power, his grace, his covenant, and his oath that anyone who believes in Christ must be saved. It's based on how good God is, not us. I will, I will say, though, that that is a more recent um, belief or understanding okay. that I can't lose. It. It's still hard. Because I've been told, I mean, when I was a Catholic, you know, right. I, I mean, it was so, I mean, it, you could lose it, but all you had to do was say, I'm sorry and, and, do, and do the Hail Marys. Right. Oh, can you but, it was, but it was a lot so of the, wishy-washy. Yeah. <laughs> I lost it. On, so does so, that mean like the I'd whole, lose it on Friday and Saturday night, but I'd regain it on Sunday. Can you imagine, <laughs> like, if you imagine the Holy Spirit as a person with a suitcase going like, oh, God, I got to go. And then taking a suitcase and then leaving and then coming back yeah. and then leaving and yeah. then coming back. Like even a roommate, even an earthly roommate wouldn't do something like that. Yeah. What a pain in the right. rear end. My thought process was I just didn't want to die on a Friday or Saturday night because I was totally sinful. But I, as long as I went to church on Sunday, then I'd be okay, at least for wow. a little while. That was pretty that's much goofy. it. Yeah. But that's how I, I mean, that's how I felt. I don't know if that's exactly how I was taught, but I know a lot of other people believe the same thing. That's crazy. That- <laughs> That that's why you have to go to confession. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're going to be in, you know, uh, purgatory you. or all these other places. Uh, that but they you have. know what? Now that I learn more about confess your sins and he is uh, faithful to cleanse you of all unrighteousness, confess your sins to God. I actually do understand the origin of the Catholic thought. I think it's been warped over time. But we used to all be one church. And so I think the origins of that was you really need to be um, often in a state of repentance. Mm. We need to constantly ask God for forgiveness to cleanse us of unrighteousness, not because we're going to go to hell, but because it's the renewing of our mind. It's the continuous sanctification process for us to constantly be cleansed. And then it turned into this weird thing where you do Hail Marys and you sin otherwise and you know, just kind of got abused. How close to uh, when when Christians used to be called, when the faith used to be called the way, right? How close do you think the way is uh, is to what our faith is? Wow! And how we do they church didn't have a Bible and Bible when it was the way. Uh uh-huh. that, that's true. They didn't have a printed Bible. They still had the they had the Old Testament. They had the scripts. Old Testament. Not the New Testament. Wow. But isn't it like men that they just want to do things their way? Like at some point they go, you know what, you guys, you the way that now maybe has become Christians, we're gonna do, we're gonna, we're gonna start our own little club so, based on the same God and, and you know, for the most part, different. and Jesus. But Jesus is is prominent, but we're gonna make everybody go through Mary to get to Jesus. Right. Because for whatever reason, we think that that's better. And then you have, <laughs> you have these, all these other ones. It's just it's like, it's, it's, it's a human flaw. Yeah. 
It is. <laughs> Can't follow somebody else. So I'm, I'm just wondering how, how close the way is to what it is we're doing, other than we there was no uh, New Testament. Well, uh, you will always, uh, you will often hear scholars say church fathers are church fathers mm -hmm. in the church age, because I think people are constantly trying to understand what was that original understanding of the Bible? What was that original community and how far have we strayed from it? And should we have strayed from it? Um, is it assumed that everything happened that happened right after Jesus left the earth would be good? Because no, there were mm. some weird factions that grew. There were the Jews that insisted on going back to basically the law um, with Jesus superimposed on top. Um, there were other like cultic mystic groups, you know. Yeah. Um, but there is this like corpus, this body of historical accounts and work that people look back at longingly and say, oh, wow, I wish we can get back to this. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least based on what I see in the chosen, <laughs> we're pretty close because we have the baptisms. Oh, yeah. We have the uh, uh, communion. Yeah. Uh, we no. I wear sandals. You wear sandals. Just no ropes. <laughs> no ropes. Um, the ropes are comfortable. But we gather with people, you know, in our home, and break and break bread. So there's there's some similarities. I think we need a, a donkey or two or something like that or some goats. That would be. I was waiting for you to make a joke. <laughs> I knew you couldn't stay serious. I'm like this, at some point, it's got to come in. Let's get to uh, spirit wind view. Says Amen. Amen. Uh, yes. And then we have. Uh, Carrie says Jesus said in life we will have trouble, but he will walk through it with us. Yes, absolutely. And Cindy says, that's an interesting picture of the Holy Spirit with a suitcase. So something <laughs> she's going to ponder. Yeah. Yes, because if you recall, when we talked about this last time, Cindy says she does come from the school of thought where you could lose your salvation. Mm. So gave her something to think about. And uh, Carrie saying, Andy, that comes from bad teaching. Yeah. Yeah. I presume that's what she meant. Yep. From the Catholic teaching. Oh, I didn't know I does this. Okay. <laughs> Good questions tonight. How was the way walked out then versus now? Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Cindy. Really makes you think. Uh, so funny, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Our point of reference is the chosen. <laughs> it's so realistic, though. Well, chosen made by a bunch of Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who and, and it's the weird story about the, the oh no actor. oh no I opened the door yeah and him in the with the with Lonnie Frisbee with channeling Chuck Smith and necromancy and going to the gravesite and like wanting to channel his yeah spirit. Well, oh. you know again we, we there's always the, uh, the 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 man that gets involved the, yes the, uh, the, the sinful human okay um, scripture can I do yeah scripture? let's do scripture. You almost okay. took us down another road there, Snooks. John twenty, John ten twenty eight. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Oh, that's such good. That's such a good promise. Isaiah fifty four ten. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. 
John 10, 28 and 29, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Oh, that's this. We read that. <laughs> no one will snatch them out of my hand. And my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Uh, yes. So that's good. We added that too. Yep. Isaiah 61, 10. I delight greatly in my Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he hath clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. That's a great picture. Isn't it? Love that. Um, anything else about this uh, particular scripture? No, I think or that... devotional? Uh, no, I just, I love the thought of um, just this, the safety and the security of knowing that he says, banish any unbelieving fears because they dishonor God. Banish it. Banish. It's simple to doubt his word. That is interesting. I, I, that's another fairly new concept. Because I always heard you could question. Uh, it's okay to question have and doubt. ask questions. Have doubt. Yeah. But isn't that the same thing? Spurgeon is sometimes... A little strong. A little strong. A little... And I mean, I, I, I think it's a literary style because mm. I don't think he literally means it's a sin. I think he's saying like you would mm. with a child where you're like, don't be ridiculous. Of course I love you. Like, how could you say something so ridiculous? You know, like that Spurgeon is saying it's a sin not to believe these promises of God. Of course he's going to do these things for mm. you. It's his way of emphatically getting across a message. That's, my, that's what I think. All right. I got you. I don't know. What do you all think? Maybe I made it up. <laughs> or it is a sin and we're going to go to hell. No. Um, I just, uh, I, I, I want to break in with a little personal note, if that's okay. Oh, okay. Because I just saw a, a message and my son, Bo, as you know, he uh, broke his hip uh, the other day. I'm going to have to put on my glasses for this. Um, but he had his one week checkup after um uh after the break and after he had surgery and it seems that the doctor says you know wants to remind us that the this break is a high stakes area it is still truly broken after a week if hit or damaged wow. it will break into tiny pieces wow he said that if he has if he was 5 years old he would have to be in a full body cast from his uh chest down to his ankles and only a hole to go to the bathroom. Wow. That this is a very serious injury that cannot be taken lightly. So it, it's. Um, and he jumps around. Oh my gosh. Crutches like he's pole vaulting. So I would just appreciate continued prayer. There, yeah. I, there was a, a little thought that I had that we were kind of through it all and he was just going to be on the mend. But uh, yeah, he's got to be told over and over and over again. He likes to balance on the crutches and go up and down the and stairs. you should see the way he looks at me when I say something to him. He looks at me. <laughs> like is... He gives me that. <laughs> Come on. Like, ugh. And I'm like, don't look at me like that. And I was like, you're not supposed to be running around on those. <laughs> so we're going to have to put a little bit of a, I don't know, 
put a harness on them. Yes. But uh, it's it's pretty serious. So um, it's not that I didn't know it was serious. I mean, a broken hip is sounds bad. No, but th- but I didn't think it was. You thought it was more like a leg, just like a yeah, broken leg. But you know, like oh, okay, so it'll get better. It's in a cast, whatever. But, but it's not in a cast too, and I think no. that's the problem too. It's he's got a band aid. Yeah. <laughs> on the whole thing, so can very much use um, uh, prayers for healing. Yes. And the commas butt down just a little bit. I could use prayers for that. Yes. <laughs> uh, anything else, Schnooks? I think that's it. No, nothing from our trip to Irvine Spectrum tonight. Nothing happened. No. I no. think we're preparing for, we're going to go check out a new church. We haven't been for Father's yes. Day on Sunday. For Father's we'll Day. report back. I don't know. How did we choose this church? Because of your friend? Yeah, well, we've been getting, I get text messages from the church. And why do you get text messages? Well, they had a group uh, that was uh, survivors of cancer that uh, oh, Gary okay. Heyer, who the, the gentleman has had stage three cancer that he's fighting off like nobody's business. Uh, but he goes there and he wanted me to come and be part of the group. Nice. And I always thought that I would go and I, and I, and I never did. <laughs> but we do. It seems like they have some pretty cool things going on. And so um, it, they're having a car show. It's a true Father's Day type of thing. Yeah. And since Pastor Jack is out of town, um, we thought. Why don't you just put it out there? A good opportunity. Just put it out there. We're not driving out there because our pastor's out of town. <laughs> but it they're just, having a car show at the at the Cross Point in Anaheim. So. Yeah, Cindy had a really good response. I want to read oh, Cindy's. Okay, good. I was kind of stall time for it because we're, we're going to get off a little early if we. It's okay. Okay. Questioning in and of itself is to explore wanting to know more or to know better. Doubt is more like questioning the truth of God. Oh, that's good. But remember, we have the the man who brought his son with the epileptic seizures, and he said to the Lord, "Um, I believe, Lord, but help me with my unbelief. Um, And I always remember that when I struggle with something that I'm walking through with the Lord. So I, and we're not supposed to be double-minded. So I think there's this balance between, and you don't want to be like those tossed, like a children tossed by the wind to and fro. So we don't want to be double-minded and we don't want to be tossed about constantly, but there are times in our life when we could be struggling maybe with something God is telling us. So, Mm. but that was a great explanation, Cindy. Mm. We have one coming here. Let me find it. First Timothy, you know it off the top of your head. No, which which first Timothy? Uh, did you want to? I don't think that's it. Oh, isn't that what you wrote? First Timothy four one. Oh, whatever. One four. Oh. Hold on, hold on. Let <laughs> I'm, go. Let I'm, go. Di- I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Stepping in because she's okay. The spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. <laughs> Although that's definitely true. Let's see what uh, I don't know what. King, let's see what the New King James says. Um. Now the spirit expressly says that in latter times will depart from the faith. Okay. Yes. So has something to do with doubt. Um. Interesting, Carrie. I I think I'm trying to figure out that Carrie is saying that. It is sometimes bad spirits that lead us to doubt. Well, if you bat, if you doubt the bad spirits, that's actually a good thing. But um, 
I don't know. I just think sometimes we have we struggle with things that God has assigned to us, and so I think more so than anything else is that just because the man up on the stage, the pastor, is reading something and then talking about it, that that clearly is something that we need to measure, and not always believe his oh interpretation his interpretation or what he's talking about is is true. So there is one place that we're not doubting God. We're doubting the human being <laughs> behind the message and going, for sure. Hmm, let's look into that just a little bit deeper. Yes. Um, but doubting God himself is a much different uh, bit of shenanigans. Sure. Yeah. All right. Maybe Absolutely. we should just leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> yes. We've had a couple of good explanations. <laughs> no keto talk tonight or uh, a carnivore talk tonight no i'm having a keto crash i think right are you now. yeah i can yeah. see it in your eyes i i'm having a hard time <laughs> keeping my eyes open we had a very large quantity of meat and oh I'm, my God. I'm having a hard time staying awake i don't know <laughs> uh, well uh, one guy one keto doctor explained it he's like it's like you're out in the wild after a lion kills a prey he sleeps for a week yeah and i was like oh that must be what this feels like it's like thanksgiving every day right because we have been eating so much meat it is unusual I, i've looked at the pictures that i've taken in the last couple of meals some meals i made some meals we go and eat and it just really is funny there's not a single bit of vegetables or lettuce or salad or anything it just looks so yeah it just looks so, <laughs> it looks even odd to me like i would like if i saw somebody post the, and i haven't done it yet but if i you saw so, no i saw i saw somebody post all those pictures i go yeah, sure they're would. waiting to have a heart attack you, they're gonna die did you take a picture of my quiche i made oh, a keto no, quiche but, today oh that quiche was good it was good <laughs> but no when you look at it like like i like looks it is weird. on my phone it does look like look like we're cruising for a heart yeah, attack somebody's trying to die <laughs> <laughs> but my blood pressure has never been lower um and I've lost now what is eleven pounds uh in holding. It's kind of just yeah, steady right now. But plateau. I've been going to the gym a lot more too. So I think that that's one of the other reasons why I've been losing a lot of weight. Yep. Um but my pants and my my underwear don't fit the same. And you're not getting those weird <laughs> you're not getting that weird stuffing. Like you oh after my a big gosh. meal, you could you'd like lie you'd feel sick yeah that is crazy that yeah. is one of the things that is weird and he i love 15 food. ribs today and he didn't feel sick no and i was full but i didn't feel like i was going to die yeah if you've ever eaten you know so much food that you feel like you're going to die but that includes like any kind of potatoes and lettuce and all kinds uh, of bread and bread and meat. butter and yeah. all that kind of stuff um but i ate a lot of food today and i was full but i didn't feel like i was going to die right a, a bloat Right? Like a dog. It's, there's no bloating. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah, I see Cindy brought up turkey, but yeah, turkey does have the uh, uh the tryptophan. That's tryptophan. I don't know. I, I eat ribs, so there's no excuse <laughs> other than my body processing all this meat. <laughs> You're not trying to say that it's uh, uh it's it's my discussion on this devotional, is it? No. I sure? was sleepy way before we started. <laughs> Not this time. I, in the car, remember? Yeah. The car was just, yes. I, I I don't know. It just comes over me like a wave. <laughs> All right, my friends. We uh, love you. We're very weekend. close to 40 minutes, so I think we're good. Um, we love spending time with you guys, but I just don't want Hetty to fall asleep. When her, <laughs> no. when her head hits the table, it makes this loud thunk. 
and then I got to edit it out and it's a big pain in the butt. No. <laughs> All right, my friends, we love you. Have a great weekend. And we love Jesus. And we love Jesus. God bless you. Take care. Bye. Bye. 